On today's episode, we talk to David Warner, who's a consultant cardiologist who found Medics Money about one year ago and used it to transform his financial future. We talk about uh, a really important problem that David had when using our tax rebate guide. And it's really important because we're getting loads of questions about this. But essentially, if you downloaded a guide last year, you need to download a guide again this year. HMRC constantly update the software and we constantly update our guides. So Every guide is specific to the speciality and the guides are updated at least twice a year. So there was a big update done in March uh, of this year. And if you haven't re-downloaded it, just download a new form. It's totally free. And uh, so that's one big thing to take away from this episode. But we also talked to David about his career as a consultant cardiologist and how he works less than full time, which allows him to look after his daughter, or as he says, his daughter to look after him. Uh, we also talk about him writing books and his use of social media because he's used Twitter in a really uh, innovative way way to help develop his career and network with his colleagues and more importantly we also talk about David's love of bikes and he actually owns one of my all-time favorite bikes which I definitely could not afford when I was a kid and I would love to own right now so let's get into today's episode welcome to the medics money podcast my name is Dr Tommy Perkins and I'm a GP and my name is Dr Ed Cantelo a GP but also a chartered accountant and a chartered tax advisor and yes, you did hear that right. Not only is Ed a doctor, he's also a chartered accountant and a tax advisor. Medics Money empowers doctors and other professionals like you to make better financial decisions. So on today's podcast, I'm delighted to introduce Dr. David Warner, who's a consultant cardiologist who contacted Medics Money recently. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself to the Medics Money podcast listeners, David, and tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, morning, everyone. Um, yeah, my name is David Warner. I'm a consultant cardiologist who works um, three days a week in Doncaster in South Yorkshire and one day a week in Leeds in West Yorkshire. Um, I've got an interest in adult congenital heart disease, so I do that as a sub-specialist interest in Leeds on a, on a Friday. I work less than full-time, so I work four days a week. Tuesday, which is today, I look after my daughter. Um, or at least I try and look after my daughter. Um, and yeah, and I'm quite big on Twitter and on social media. I think it's been a very useful tool for me in terms of and education and making networks and contacts such as Medics Money. Yeah, so um, you recently contacted us on Twitter about a problem that you're having using our free guide. Do you want to tell us a bit about how you found Medics Money and uh, the problem that you had? Because it's um, worth pointing out this. Yeah, sure. So um, I think it was roughly probably about 12 months ago. Um, my wife was on maternity leave and actually she wasn't getting much money coming in. And, and I never actually claimed at all for tax in my sort of 14 years as a doctor. And um, it was getting a bit tight, really, because I was still a registrar. Obviously, she was not really any money in significantly. So we, we thought we'd try and claim the tax back. And obviously, she had around five years to claim. I had five years to claim. Um, so we looked online and found Medics Money. And the found the guide really useful. The PDF, just you know, literally step by step, point by point. So we both looked at that and went down and um, claimed it really, really quite simply. Within about probably half an hour, once we had all the receipts, we emailed the Royal College, the GMC, M M MPS, BMA, et cetera. They were very helpful as well. We filled in the gaps and sent it off. And then within a couple of weeks, it was transferred to our bank accounts. And I thought, oh, great. This year will be the same thing. So I went online and, you know, followed the step-by-step guide again. I couldn't quite remember what to do. And I thought, oh, where's the thing that I should be pressing? wasn't wasn't the same um, link to click. And I thought, oh, I'll leave it a few weeks. Maybe it's just me being a male. I'm not a man look properly. And then went back and I thought, hmm, it's still the same issue. And I thought, that's strange. So then obviously contacted yourself and they well, actually, it's changed. It's changed in the last sort of, you know, literally a few weeks. It's changed. You have to try a different way. So you were very helpful. Immediately replied saying, this is what to do. And then I did it. And 
Yeah. Uh, so the first year went super smooth, but then, uh, yeah, in about March this year, HMRC updated the way that uh, we claim, and uh, we instantly updated our guides. Um, they were all speciality specific as well, and stage of training specific. Um, so we updated the guides, but a lot of people have been using last year's guides to try yeah, to claim. Yeah. So the key message here is just re-download the guide every year because we update it. We actually update it every time HMRC make an update. Wow. I say I say we because it's like the royal, <laughs> it's the royal we. Ed uh, is is the brains behind this operation. Um, so if you're having the same problem, I'm getting about 20 emails a day about this. All you need to do is go to the Medics Money website, download this year's guide, and it's um, it's super straightforward. Again, it's just that if you're making uh, if you've claimed last year and you're making a repeat claim this year, uh, which I encourage you to do. You just need to follow a slightly different link, but the guide's been tweaked to take account of that. So, yeah, I think it's super worth uh, pointing that out, and hopefully I'll get a few less emails. But if you're still having trouble, please don't hesitate to email me. Um, so, um, a couple of interesting things. You said that you you uh, had been uh, a doctor 14 years and you'd never claimed. Is that because you hadn't heard of the ability to claim, or, or what stopped you from claiming? Yeah, I think, I think I knew you could do. I guess it was a little bit of inertia, but I think mainly like the... I guess guilt. I thought, well, actually, I get quite well paid, and maybe the tax will help the people a bit more, and you know, don't really need the money, kind of thing. But then this year, it was, you know, having a lot of renovation work done. We bought a big house, and it was getting pretty tight. So we decided to go ahead and, and, and claim back. And I guess, in, in retrospect, perhaps I should have been doing that in year one. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a super common story that we hear that people. Uh, claim you know a bit late and obviously you managed to claim five years the last five years which is yeah, great yeah. Um, but you obviously missed out on yeah. uh, nine years so we won't do the numbers on how much that cost <laughs> you but um well, that's that, right it's all the exams as well that i've missed out on so yeah ouch yeah ouch okay well you definitely made some charitable donations to hmrc there and yeah. i think uh, you know when the judgment day comes you're going to go to a, <laughs> right. a, a better place for that but i think the key message here is just claim early so if you're on f1 or f2 uh, just get claiming and um i think our guide people say is the most straightforward way to claim and it's totally free uh, always will be and uh, we keep it regularly updated as well so um okay so that's how you found us and um i think you contacted us by twitter uh, which we are not very good on really so you must have caught one of the days when we were randomly checking our uh, messages but you are pretty big on Twitter. Do you want to tell yeah. us a bit more about um, you know, what, how you use Twitter and uh, the pros and cons of Twitter for doctors? Yeah, sure. So I joined Twitter nearly um, about eight years ago, actually. And originally, I was living in Sheffield to keep in contact with my cycling friends in York. So it wasn't actually at all related to medicine. Um, but how I used it over the years is, has changed. So now it's much more medicine-based and ra- rather much less um, sort of social-based, really. Um, I use it to keep in contact with sort of connections across the, across the world in terms of cardiology and medical education and it's opened so many different different doors in terms of um, career opportunities such as writing a, a, new, a new textbook which I've been invited to do um, co-authoring other other papers even creating our own sort of Twitter network for, for cardiologists and things so it's been really invaluable and also just um, call me out if I'm saying things that are perhaps you know wrong you know my white my bias is a white privileged male that sometimes you don't realize that at all and actually it's quite good to um yeah be kept in check i think from other people because actually you know we're quite privileged in where, where, we, where we are and what we live and what we do but it's good to have a bigger network of people that actually don't have the same privileges so it's, it's useful 
Yeah, absolutely. It's just like the power of the network, isn't it? Like I yeah, said, yeah. Med- Medic's money are pretty small on Twitter. Uh, we definitely don't give it enough time, but uh, we're trying and we were quite responsive to your query. So yeah, um, yeah uh, we're, we're trying. Um, okay. And you mentioned the books and everything there, um, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, another thing that you mentioned, which is super interesting, is that you work less than full time. Now, uh, I always feel the need to define this because I am also... Uh, part-time and that means I, o- I only do about 40 hours a week uh, you know real easy <laughs> easy yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so 40 hours a clinical week and about 120 hours of medics money but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you are also in inverted commas part-time which isn't what yeah. the lay person might understand by part-time but tell me about um, a bit about part-time as a cardiologist because I, I know lots of GPs are part-time but uh, don't don't know so many cardiologists yeah, that's right. I mean, so when I was uh, job planning um, for my consultant job, I was very keen to have a four-day working week. Um, I wanted to make sure I was there to look after my daughter one day a week and just essentially be there and be around and watch her growing up, really. And I've got lots of friends who are consultants, you know, some of whom are near retirement. And I think the great regret among many of them is the fact that they haven't been there. They've been so busy working and you know, they're amazing clinicians, but actually they perhaps missed out a little bit on their family aspects and that's something that I, I didn't want to miss out on and I think it's a compromise of course you can't have everything in life and I think it's important to be mindful of that really but this is a nice for me it's a nice compromise and I have a, a busy sort of three-day clinical week in Doncaster then a one-day um, session in Leeds so actually I get my I keep my hand in my subspecialty interest and I do my general cardiology in Doncaster as well and um, yeah so far I've been a consultant now for nearly seven months and it's going really well it's a, a steep learning curve but I think it's for me it's working the best of both worlds really. Yeah. And um, when you kind of proposed to go, um, I just hate calling it part-time, but yeah, shall we yeah. say not completely flat out so you never see your kids. Um, yeah. What was the reaction of your employers and was it easy to arrange for people out there who are thinking, how do I even broach this subject? It's like, hi, I'd like to be a consultant, but I want to work part-time. It's, it's maybe a tricky subject or not really? Yeah, well, no, it's, it's a good point, actually. Um, I mean, I, I essentially, I, I'd, I'd been offered the job and then we were sort of, you know, thrashing out the sort of the, nitty-gritty of the job plan and um quite a few of the other, other cardiologists i think most of them actually work four days a week in doncaster so they're very happy to, to accommodate that really and i think everyone's a bit more mindful of the fact that it's is if you want to keep someone long term you have to kind of you know it's a bit of give and take isn't it really absolutely yeah um it's great that it's being more accepted widely accepted and uh, i think uh, Last week, we had someone on the podcast who's actually training less than full-time, um, which is getting easier and easier as well. Um, okay. And um, we talked a bit about this earlier that you managed to reclaim a lot of tax, uh, but you missed out on the exams. I mean, the cost of training um, is really high, and it sounds like it's sort of put you guys under a tiny bit of financial uh, stress, which is perhaps something that people wouldn't expect from doctors. I mean, do you think what do you think about the the cost of the exams and the cost of training and what we what we can do about it because I know it's a difficult thing to balance. Yeah, that's right. I think I think it is really tricky. I, mean, I think largely um you know once your exams are out of the way then that's the main sort of you know that's the main financial burden um settled but I think in a, in a, a lot of it was my ignorance in terms of the maternity pay which obviously my wife said um a GP trainee and in training maternity pay is pretty good but obviously it, it drops off towards the end and I think I hadn't accounted for the fact that it would drop off quite significantly towards the end and yeah it was um I mean yeah it was just perhaps my poor mathematics really I think rather than but yeah, in terms of the cost of training I think it I don't know I, mean, I think I'm in two minds really a lot of people think that exams should be covered by the employers and things but I think 
from my perspective, I've always been quite happy to pay out because actually ultimately it's for my benefit, really. Um, it's my career benefit. So um, I can see the arguments on both sides, really. But I think a bit more support would be helpful. But ultimately, your career is what you make it. And if you want to invest in yourself and invest in your career, then I think that's up to you, really. If you don't want to, that's also fine. But then perhaps won't have the same opportunity in the same specialties. But yeah, I mean, that's fine. Perhaps my bias, really. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good point that we talk about a lot about investment on Medic's money in terms of, you know, stocks and shares and property. But actually, uh, probably one of the best investments you can make is in your own training. Yeah, I think the so. one thing that frustrates us is that we have our guide, which can make it 40% cheaper. Um, and if everybody knew about that and everybody yeah. Well, yeah. everybody did it, um, it would be a lot easier. Um, yeah, and so if you're from a Royal College, uh, give us a call because we, <laughs> it's free. We've been offering it to them for free for ages. And some of them support us, but... Um, some of them don't seem to think that it's a problem, um, which we know that it is. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and then um, the other thing that uh, I wanted to talk about is um, a little bit about your medical education, which I know that you're keen on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us a bit more about that. So um, my good friend of mine uh, called Paul Morris, we were doing our PhDs together in, in Sheffield. And about that time, he got an email from um, a book publisher and the They'd seen some of his articles and they really liked them and they were keen to produce a cardiology sort of textbook for um, medical students. And I was literally, I was sat next to him at the time. I was like, oh, Dave, what do you think? I'm like, oh, yeah, it sounds great. At the time I was single and you know, had lots of spare time and things. And um, it was a lot of work. It was, it was fascinating to go through the process with Paul and also Ali Morton, a good friend of mine, a friend of ours who's now in Australia, another cardiologist. Um, yeah, it was fascinating just working with each other and how each of the each of the rights and, and researches and you know, the relationships with the 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 um, editors as well. And to, to create the final product was incredible. It was a lot of work on it, far more work than anything I'd ever been involved before. But I think possibly less than my PhD, but it was definitely on a par on a par with that, really. And that was all in my spare time. That was all weekends, evenings, holidays, etc. Um, so we were said we'd never do it again. Um, but obviously, I'm, I'm doing it again. Um, <laughs> um, not, that's not with Paul and Ali. There, there will be another a second edition coming out uh, later, I think, for that book. But... I think to start from from scratch, it's a lot of work. Um, I think to, to we're hoping to um, second edition of a book is considerably less work because all the work's been done already. Really. Uh, I love training and teaching that sort of thing. It's one of my big passions, and I think um, yeah, and it's it's a pretty cool thing to have on your shelf. Really, it's quite a nice achievement to have done and, and not 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 to show off, but just to yeah to have ticked that box and kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, if anybody out there is thinking of writing a book or anything, I mean, I, I wouldn't even know how you get started. And it sounds like if you're saying it's uh, slightly less work than a PhD, it's not a task to be taken lightly. But any any sort of quick tips? Yeah, any quick tips. I guess um, the, the phrase I always use is, what problem are you trying to solve? So are you trying to solve the problem of education or, or training? And are you wanting to sell books? Or are, you want, are you wanting to do it for your own benefit kind of thing, really? Um, I think you have to be very focused on that before you start because ultimately if there's no real market for it, it won't sell. And that's okay if you're not interested in it selling, but if you're not interested in it selling, then why are you writing it? Why are you spending all that time to write it really? So I guess you need to make sure what's been done before, what's out there already, what, what's working, what's not working. Um, and obviously many more things are going online now, so I'm not sure textbooks are even, are even the future. Really, to be honest. The medical students nowadays, I think, using iPads and yeah. I did a derm diploma recently and um, I got out my trusty lined paper and four different colored highlighters and everybody was there on their, with their iPads and styluses and oh, I wow. felt like an absolute... <laughs> 
anyway, I got I just stuck with the the techniques that I know and yeah, uh, that's right, exactly. Got it passed. So I, I think books will be around. I still like books, stuff, but yeah. uh, definitely things are going more online. So we talked a bit about medical education, uh, but a big big thing that we're on at Medics Money is about financial education because we yeah. just don't get any or no. very little financial education as doctors, and I think people assume that because we're doctors, we're reasonably intelligent and therefore we know how to manage our money. And yeah. I, I know that's not true for my own difficult experiences. Uh, it sounds like um, you might know uh, that as well. But tell me a bit more about what you think we can do about that and um, you know, your own financial education thus far. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I guess my own financial education has been mainly shaped by my, I guess my parents in a way. Um, my dad was always very, you know, careful with money, and I had, I think, I had a pension from the age of seventeen, so I wasn't even sure I'd be doing medicine anyway. So I've had that for a long, long time, private pension. Um, um, yeah, and I guess always budgeting, that sort of thing. Never, never going, never spending more than you've got. And I've never had a like, a, apart from student, I've never had a loan. You know, I've got a mortgage, but never had a loan for a car or or for a TV or for anything. Yeah, just just buying what you can afford, and if you can't afford it, then you go without until you can afford it, really, which perhaps is a little bit old-fashioned, but that's how I was brought up really and my wife's my wife's the same um yeah but I think but on the flip side also treating yourself so like you know I remember you know, I used to work a, a week of nights or um in the old days it was like seven nights you know about 100 hours or something crazy I'd, I'd go out and buy some like a nice new helmet or some bike shoes or whatever just to treat yourself because actually it's a hard job and it's a, it's a long job and you know, you're gonna be for a long time so I think it's important to you know, mark these difficult times with a bit of a look after yourself yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, you, you said that it was a simple tip, but actually uh, spending less than you earn, uh, if you do that, you're going to be, yeah. you know, you're going to be in a good position. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned uh, treating yourself. Uh, I know that we both uh, have a weakness for purchasing yeah. bikes. Yeah. Uh, so um, what's your favorite bike that you've owned and why? My favorite bike that I've owned, well, I've actually still got it. It's a bike I bought when I was, um, I think it was I was 18, actually. It's a Klein. Um, Lovely. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like, really sort of um, metallic orange. Um, I know. Yeah. Sunset Fade, that's called. That's right, is it? Ah, very good, very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I love Klein's. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had to convert it because the, the internal cable routing went a bit awry, so it's now a single speed, but it's my, yeah, I love it. It's still going really well, actually. I mean, Klein was so ahead of the game, like internal yeah, cable yeah. routing, everything. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bet it. Yeah, yeah. No, my mate had that one, Sunset Fade. Uh, like, oh, yeah, cool. it's a beautiful paint job. Um, yeah, so, and on eBay, they go for crazy money yeah, now. So. Yeah, yeah, I've been looking. I think you can justify that to your wife as an investment rather than an extravagance. That's how I try these things. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Right. I know we both, I got to go on the school run and you've got childcare duties and this is your uh, childcare day. So uh, the last thing I wanted to ask is if you could give, because it's uh, September, the new F1s have started. Mm. And uh, I remember that time well, it was quite some time ago for me and you. So, Uh, But if you could give your F1 self a couple of tips, uh, what would it be and why? My F1 self couple of tips. Um, I think don't take things too seriously. I think you know, enjoy your work. Um, it is hard. Make sure you've got good um, good support around you, be that family or friends or other colleagues. Um, you know, and ha- have an eye on the future. But also, you know, it's a lot of money. You know, it was the most money I'd ever had as a as a, as a you know, especially after graduation, and, and you know, got to enjoy it as well. I appreciate it with COVID, etc. It's quite hard to let your hair down and go out, but it doesn't have to be necessarily an alcohol race. It could be a nice meal or or 
going away or something. And yeah, I think it's important to mark the fact that you've achieved a great thing by graduating medical school and now you're in the world of work, but it's hard. So you've got to take the time to look after yourself, I think, not, and not be too hard on yourself at work and, and out of work. Absolutely. Good tips. All right. Um, thanks so much for your time today. I'll let you get on with your childcare and uh, I'm going on the school run. Um, so great. Thanks for catching up with us today. My pleasure. Take care.